He's more than enough. Yes, He is. I said He's more than enough. Yes, hallelujah. See, when we can learn to praise God with, with little and we can learn to praise God when we've got more enemies than we've got friends, amen, then, then He knows we'll trust Him. Amen. Anybody else have more enemies than you do friends? Come on. Am I the only one? I mean, hallelujah. I learned a long time ago to pay them no mind. I don't care what they say. They'll always have something to say. So you just do you and keep going on what you know to do. Amen. And let, the, let God deal with the rest. Amen. Some devils will just be devils. Hallelujah. You know. I've learned that about some people, you know, sometimes you just, you just got to move on. Let them just be a devil, you know, huh? When, when you want to be free, come see me. Hallelujah. Until then, get thee behind me, Satan. Amen. That's a word for somebody. Just brush them off. Hallelujah. I mean, hallelujah. Just, just go. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I, I, I don't even address my devils. I, I don't even call them out by name. I, I don't even entertain them. You know, I don't even smile at them. I don't even let them know that they exist. I know some of y'all think, well, that's not like Jesus. Well, because I'm not going to let them know that I even pay any attention that they exist, affect me, bother me. Amen. Cause me to lose sleep. Oh, no. The days of me losing sleep over my enemies are over. Amen. It can be your ex-wife, your ex-husband, ex-church folk, ex-pastor. It can be ex-brother, sister. You know, it can be anybody. Don't you all act like your family and sometimes your enemy? Hallelujah. God's given me the ability to dust my feet off when I need to and move on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm done losing my joy and my peace, my happiness. Amen. I'm done losing even my love and all of those things on things and people that aren't interested in reciprocating that. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can give all of yourself to some people and it will never come back. And so you need to know when it is time to move on. Come on, somebody. Sometimes we just have to move on. I don't know why I'm saying all of that. It must be for somebody, but sometimes you just have to know when to move on. I've loved people and cried with people and I've laid with people on the floor. I'm not, I've spooned with people while I've gone through withdrawal and all of those things. There's no joke. I've spooned with people, laid with them while they shivered and quivered in withdrawal, all of that only for it to never come back and return when I needed them. Hallelujah. Amen. And so sometimes you just learn when to move on. You learn when you've got to let go and move on and say, I've done all I can for you. I can't give you any more of my peace. I can't give you any more of my wisdom and my wealth. Hallelujah. It's worth more than me wasting it on someone who will always take it for granted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Somebody is moving on. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Go through your Facebook. I mean, well, y'all got quiet. I clean that sucker out as often as I can. Come on. They're not friends. They're investigators. I mean, come on. You know, just like y'all do, go creeping up. I wonder what so-and-so has been doing. 
Come on, people do it on Instagram, Twitter, all over the place. They're, they're just investigators. They're just looking in on your life just to get enough to talk about. If you ain't really my friend and you ain't really, oh, just no. No, I, I don't it, it allow you into my circle. Not just anybody can get my phone number. I mean, I mean, come on. You say, well, you're the preacher. Yeah. And I love my peace. I've had some devils get a hold of my number. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. See, that's just too real for some of you all. Some of you need to learn what God has given you. You have to protect. If you value it, protect it. Come on, protect your marriage, protect your home. Know that your home is a place of rest and peace. And so don't just give that thing out to everybody that can be uh, lurking up in your business and texting you in the middle of the night, interrupting your rest and your peace because they have a need. You better teach them to go to God themselves. Call me. Call me late at night and I will tell you just how you need to pray for yourself. Oh, hallelujah. See, I know, I know some of you are like, well, that's just not nice. No, I had somebody call me at 2 o'clock in the morning because they needed me to pray for their hangnail. They were being kept up. I, I'm not even joking. Thank God they moved for, to Virginia now. But I'm telling you, they were members of the church. They called it to She said, I can't sleep. And I, I said, sister, I'm going to tell you something. Anything as ridiculous as this can wait until 9 a.m. when I'm ready to take your, from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m., this is my time of peace. Unless it is a dire emergency, you better be bleeding or dying. And if you ain't bleeding or dying, I can't help you right now. But what you can do is you can go to God yourself. Call me at 9 o'clock in the morning, and then I believe God will hear us. But right now is my time of peace. And right now, if I don't get some rest, I'll deal with you in all the fleshly ways you wish to God I wouldn't. I hung up that phone she was not happy the next day she said I've never had a preacher talk to me that way I said well you needed to I said you needed to have someone tell you that a long time ago sister I said because you need to understand unless I have my rest and unless I have my peace unless I get my sleep I can't deal with stupidity like that in a godly manner needless to say hallelujah she learned how to go to God herself it may sound harsh, but she learned how to go to God herself and realize I don't have to call upon the prayer warriors every time I have a problem. Sometimes I can pray through all of my own. Hallelujah. Anyway, glory to God. Mm. Now y'all be afraid to call me. Uh, <laughs> I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, hallelujah. See, you got to love people enough to tell them the truth. I value my peace, my joy, all of those things that would try to detract from it. And so if you really value that and you don't want to lose it, you've got to say what needs to be said sometimes. you got to have healthy boundaries. Mm -hmm. Even for your family. I love you, but you've been here every day this week. Can you go home now? 
I love you, and I'll help you any way I can, but I'm really tired of cooking you dinner. Is somebody hearing me today? Because I've learned that when you try to be everything to everyone all the time, it only affects you. Just you. And then when you've given all that you have to give, and you need a shoulder to cry on and someone to pray with you, how come they're not at your house then? Mm. Hallelujah. Jesus. Just some stuff I've learned along the way. Why do you think Jesus went away often? He went away often, and that's why you and I need to protect what you get when you go away. I protect what he speaks to me and gives me when I go away. Hallelujah. When I'm off on my own and he's speaking, I, 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 I appreciate that so much. I'm not going to let just anything or anyone take it. I got to know that you're going to take what I'm going to give you and use it. Hallelujah. I like being around people who are sponges. You know? And they'll just take whatever you're throwing at them. I was sitting in a breakfast meeting yesterday, and we just had a time of sharing, just sponges, just soaking it up. Because I knew they were going to put it to use. Apply it. Hallelujah. Not just going to tell me all about their successes and accolades and what they can do. I'm not interested in what you can do. Because I know that if you know the word, we can do all things through Christ, which strengthens us. Hallelujah. Glory to God anyway. Are you ready? Happy July 4th, everybody. Happy Independence Day. Amen. We should be not just celebrating the independence of our nation, but the independence of who we are in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. I'm free and free indeed. The Bible says whom the Son is set free is free indeed. Celebrate your independence today in him. Hallelujah. He set me free. Remember that song? He set me free. Yes, he set me free. Hallelujah. So we just celebrate God and all his goodness. Amen. We're not a perfect nation, but I'm grateful that we're free. I'm grateful he's brought us from where we've been. I'm grateful we're not still living in some of the terrible history that our nation has. Amen. I'm thankful that we're a work in progress. And so I give him thanks and praise that we're not like other nations around the globe that we wouldn't be able to gather like we are right now. Hallelujah. I'm grateful we can stream all over the place and preach the gospel of Jesus to people and, and, and bless them and minister to them. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Gospel going all over. Pastor Donnie posted something I saw about our podcast, Austria and Australia, California and Texas are our top four places they're listening to us. Can you believe that? California. Praise God. How many of you know California needs Jesus? Yes. Austria and Australia. Praise God. Hallelujah. See, that doesn't get you excited. You're going into all the world and you didn't even have to leave town. Praise God. I, I like that. Amen. I didn't have to jump on a plane. Soon I will, but glory to God. I didn't even have to get on a plane to give them the gospel. Are you hearing me? You should get excited about what God enables us to do and speak into the lives of people. Glory. Praise God. Hallelujah.
We miss everybody who's out picnicking and celebrating the 4th and traveling or wherever you are. We love you. We appreciate you and we miss you. We're going to go into the word that I want to share with you. And and literally, my text today is only going to be two verses of scripture, I believe, in Matthew chapter 17. And if you want, you got your Bibles and you want to go and turn there, turn to Matthew 17. And while you do that, I'll, I'll give you a couple quick reminders. All right. Hallelujah. Get that out of the way now. Church offices are closed tomorrow because they all are going to celebrate and be enjoying time with family or just having the day off. So no one will be in the offices tomorrow. Don't forget the offices are in the, the new building on the corner of uh, Euclid and Evans, right? So um, the office signs will go up hopefully this week. And uh, so that's, we'll be back on Tuesday. Look at that on Thursday, National Father Daughter Take a Walk Together Day. Who knew there was such a day until Cynthia found that out? Go take a walk with your son or daughter on Thursday, all right? Then on the 8th, paint and praise. It was fun. That we had that. When was that? On Wednesday? I don't know my days. Pastor Donnie, uh, he, because he had to go preach elsewhere, he recorded it for the day or for, for us to utilize. And boy, it was a lot of fun. It was like having him on radio all over again. And uh, and it was it was really enjoyable. So uh, we'll be doing that again on Friday. If you're free, there's a daytime from 10 to 2 and then another one from 5 to 8. So if you're free, come and, and help us. And we're trying to get things finished up in that building there so we're good to go and so Norma's closet can reopen and hallelujah we'll get everything settled where it should be and so it's it's a good day we praise the lord paint together and got lots accomplished so that's on this friday and uh then coming up in what two weeks on the 17th is our uh monthly fellowship meal they're doing a picnic theme so they'll be grilling outside for us um while we're finishing up church don't grill too early because we start smelling it, we'll get distracted. Uh, um, but uh, we'll be doing that, and so whatever you're bringing, we'll have like a picnic theme and have a good day. Amen. Amen. Everything else is on your calendar or whatever to keep in mind and just stay up to date on everything. And uh, busy time, but lots of great things happening. Hallelujah. Isn't God just great? What a good week. Pray you had a productive week. I did. Lots of great things happening, busy, but productive. Amen. Somebody ready for the word? Yes. Yes. Let's go. Matthew chapter 17. In fact, just look over at somebody and tell them, you know, I like to keep you active. This is how I keep you awake. Look over at your neighbor, find somebody, or yell to somebody up in front of you or behind you. Tell them that we serve a God of a little bit. How many of you know God sometimes just needs a little bit to do a whole lot with? I was toying over the last couple of weeks of just preaching about faith and this and that, and then I got a whole other direction last week and didn't even preach what I had intended to and uh, whatnot, and and. I've been hanging on to this uh, for a little while because we do, we serve a God that he only needs a little bit. How many know sometimes we get intimidated by the amount that we need 
or the things that we need or how big of a problem that it is. But I want you to begin to show you something in the word that I know you've heard this scripture, but I want to show it to you in a light that I pray will change the way, the way you believe and what you're believing God for. The reason why people say I have such radical faith is because I understand this text and I know I only need a little bit just a little bit to deal with whatever it is that I'm facing right now. Hallelujah. You may not be able to see your future because of what is in front of you right now, but we serve a God that only needs a little bit. Hallelujah. So Matthew chapter 17, and we'll begin in just verse 18. (coughs) Verse 18. Hallelujah. I like this. Look what it says. And Jesus rebuked the devil. Oh, come on. And Jesus rebuked the devil. Isn't that good? Anyway, I'll get excited by myself. Amen. I came, you better shake off your picnic thoughts. The ribs or whatever it is you're going to be sucking from between your teeth in a little while and focus on the word of God. I said, and Jesus rebuked the devil. My God, look at this. And he departed out of him. Some of you have been rebuking a devil for years. And he's still lingering. And the child was cured from that very hour. I mean, we need all kinds of people gathered around somebody to pray them through. What is wrong with people now? Have you ever said, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, we've got people, they need teams of 10 and 15 to get somebody to get over here. Come here. Let me grab a hold of you. And in the name of Jesus, come out. Anybody hearing me? I know that messes with all the new church, the way we do things and have teams for everything. But I'm I'm just so sick of what we've turned church into. And either the power of the name of Jesus is either powerful or it is not. And if you need 15 other people to declare that, then just sit down and get out of the way. Stop making a mockery of the gospel. Anybody hearing me today? Hallelujah. We had a lady so filled with the devil. She actually sat through church the whole time, squirmed and wormed. And then we got done. I was outside saying my goodbyes to people. And all of a sudden, one of the other pastors came and said, Pastor, we've got, you need you, we need you to come in here. I looked over at her. I said, what's wrong? She said, Sister So-and-so is slithering across the floor like a snake. I said, get the rest of the people out of the church. Me, I think Brandon was there. A couple of us. I don't know how long they'd been in there, whatever. I went in there, I'm going to on her back from one end to the other of that church, just like a, a slithering snake. I went in there and thought, you dumb foul thing. She started screaming and yelling. I said, shut your mouth. Come out in the name of Jesus. In a matter of minutes, it was over. What other churches and people would use as theatrics to draw that out and put someone in in danger physically, but also spiritually and, and do detriment to the kingdom of God. Look, God moves quickly. And when you and I utilize the name of Jesus, things will happen. You need to know the power that is in your mouth. 
and Jesus rebuked the devil. You need to know that you have the power to rebuke the devil. Come out, I rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. In fact, we just sometimes just rebuke the devil over your life right now. In fact, rebuke the devil for every person watching online. Just start rebuking him, knowing he has no authority. I rebuke you, devil, off my finances. I rebuke you, devil, out of this church. I rebuke you, devil, out of my mind. I rebuke you, devil, out of my marriage. Or somebody hearing me, and he will go. He will flee. Because it's not just about you knowing who he is. You need to know who you are in him. Uh Uh-huh. I I don't need a a deliverance team to join me. I am good and bad all by myself. Come here, devil. Step up on me. Are you hearing me? I know y'all starting to think uh, this. I'm going in a whole other direction. We we, we think we've got to have this whole entourage to deal. Jesus didn't. When these disciples didn't do it, couldn't do it, like most of the church can't do it, Jesus said, get up out of my way, I'll show you. And he demonstrated them why they could not do it, why they were unable to help the boy. You and I need to sometimes just realize who we are in him, that life and death is in the power of your tongue. You need to know that you are a son of the most high God. And therefore, when you speak, God listens and devils flee. My God, some of you need to start speaking over instead of praying for what you know to be yours already. I don't pray for money. He told me I already have it. See, I know that that'll screw with all of y'all. And people's like, well, that's because you have it. No, I don't actually. I have it when I need it. I have it when the church has it every time we need it. <laughs> I know the rumors are that we have millions. Oh, yes, I wish. But we, we don't. We always have it when we need it. Always because he's a God of more than enough. And he said what I shall have and what I shall possess. And so I just, I just tell him what I want. I tell him in prayer, God, I thank you already that the money I need for tomorrow, it will be there. And guess what? When I get up or I go through the day, the money will be there. Hallelujah. I thank you whenever I'm in pain or dealing with God, I thank you. You said in your word that by your stripes, I am already healed. So Lord, I just receive your healing. I thank you that pain leaves now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke it at the root and I give you praise because I know that I'm healed. I, I, I don't pray for the things he's already told me that I can have. I just thank him that it's mine. See, that's where some of y'all are going wrong. Because I know who I am. I know who daddy is. I know who my father is. And he said, you're, a, you're an inheritor of mine. So whatever's mine is yours. I just say, daddy, I need you to write a check. Oh, hallelujah. Maybe that's too much, too scary a faith for some of y'all. But that's how I see God move. Daddy, Daddy, I need a check. Uh, oh, hallelujah. Oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I, I gave you that testimony at the closing of last week about that, that big mansion up on the hilltop. When we declared and decreed it would be used for the glory of God, I thought it would be in our name, but it's in somebody else's name, but it's being used for the glory of God nonetheless. Are you hearing me? Because I told daddy what I wanted. 
East End is the Lord's. Hallelujah. And so he heard it and he said, fine, I'll give you what you asked for. Glory to God. Look at this. And the child was cured that very hour. Then came the disciples as Jesus, then came the disciples to Jesus apart and said, why could not we cast him out? And Jesus said unto them, because of your unbelief, for verily I say unto you, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you can say unto this mountain, remove hence to yonder place or get out of here. Mountain move, however you want to say it, and it shall move. And nothing, say that, and nothing shall be impossible for me. My God. What did I put, what did we put up on social media? I have a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. Come on. All you need is a little bit. And it is enough. That's what Jesus is saying. You don't have to have the same amount of faith for the size mountain that you have. Often we're intimidated by what we're up against because the bill's too high or the count went too negative, right? Or whatever it is, or the, the physical pain is too much, or it seems like it's bigger than me, more than I've ever seen, more than I've ever needed before. And we get intimidated by the, by the, the massive amount that is standing in front of us, that massive thing. But Jesus is giving them an illustration saying, you don't need the equivalent amount of faith for what it is that you are facing. He's saying, you only need to have a little bit, just a mustard seed. He said, you need to know that you have a mustard seed and you shouldn't be afraid to use it. He was telling them, you, 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 you just need to know what it is that you possess. You need to know that you're packing. I mean, come on, you don't have to be packing real heat, but I am packing heat as long as I got a mustard seed. Oh, mountain, get out of my way. Hallelujah. We don't have to walk in fear or intimidation or, or any of those things or, 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 or be depressed or down over the things that we are facing right now because we need to understand what it is that we are packing. Understand what Jesus was relaying to the disciples that you and I are packing more than enough. Just this grain of a mustard seed. He said, you can say to this mountain, get out of here. Move. Get out of my way. Some of you need to get bold enough and just realize you have enough. If you have just a little faith. You've got enough faith to speak to those things that seem to be intimidating you, causing you to lose sleep and get up at 2 a.m. in the morning. I got enough. Hallelujah. Ain't nothing going to keep me up in the middle of the night. I got enough faith to deal with it. And that mountain will be there in the morning. Hallelujah. It can wait till then. Just like my phone call after 9 p.m. It can wait. I'll deal with that mountain in the morning. But right now, thank you, Lord, I'm going to sleep. In perfect peace. We'll deal with that mountain tomorrow, right? I got enough faith. The faith the size of a mustard seed. Or you hear me? You just need a little bit. Just a little bit. This whole uh, chapter, it's really a familiar uh, portion of scripture that I skipped through the background of the little boy, but he was so consumed by the enemy that he was... Bible said that he would fall into the fire and fall into the water. He needed deliverance. He needed some help. 
And when the disciples tried to do their best to help him, they failed. And Jesus was not there. He and the other disciples were up on the mountain. Oh, yes, away for a while. And when Jesus comes down off the mountain, he meets a crowd that is frustrated, a dad that is at his wit's end because he came to the disciples for help and they couldn't help. How many have ever went to try to get some help and you couldn't get the help you needed and it frustrates you? Called somebody to get help and they were no help at all. Oh, I mean. Uh, called somebody for advice and no good advice at all. Amen. Because it's not their problem. And so this father came to the disciples needing some help and didn't get any help at all. And he ends up being frustrated and irritated even with the disciples and even hurled some accusations at him. Hallelujah. But, but, but this father was at a place where he was at his wit's end. See, you and I don't, may not understand the text unless you've been through something that causes you and I to get to a place where we're at our wit's end. I mean, where you just need some kind of breakthrough, where you just need something to work right. How many have ever had like the car break down, something go wrong in the house, someone's mad at you and you don't have enough money all at the same time. And it all, it seems to hit at once and you were just at your wits end. And finally, when the last thing goes, you just like let out a scream because you are at your wits end, you know? And so if you've ever been through stuff to that degree, you've ever been through enough and you've ever had enough go wrong. In other words, you, you have to have problems to, to, to uh, you, you have to have problems that, that didn't allow you to stay polite to understand this. How many you know what I'm talking about? I've had some things go wrong that it keeps me from being polite. Why do y'all act like you're so much better than I am? I don't understand it. You know, sometimes I just, I can't always be polite. Because I've got a problem that it, 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 it keeps me from being, you know, I'm still dealing with my flesh. All right, don't judge me. Hallelujah. Right? I can't be as pleasant as Sunday morning always. How about it, Cindy? Sometimes I have problems that, that don't allow me to always be polite. So some of you will, can understand what I'm talking about. You can understand the frustration of the father that he had been at his wits end so much he just was done being polite. He was letting his disciples have it for their lack of ability. He's frustrated and irritated with them, hurling some accusations their way because he's at his wit's end. He wants to see his son helped and the people who claim they could help and he's, he's heard and seen that they've been able to help suddenly ain't helping his son. So forgive me while I stop being polite for a moment and tell you about yourself. Where is a wrong with you? Where is Jesus when I need Jesus? Because you ain't no good to me. I mean, you walk with Jesus and you didn't even just get out of my, would you go find me Jesus, he says. Because I know he's more than enough. You, you still learning. You still training. What are you still in training pants? Go home. Get out of my way. You're no good to me, right? Hallelujah. God. It's all right. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. <laughs> I mean, sorry. Sorry, y'all. It's just this, this. That's just me. 
get out of my way. I'll, let me show you how it's done. Hallelujah. Jesus comes down off the mountain, and that's pretty much what happens. He probably looked at them boys and said, what's wrong with you? Have you been with me so long? Have you been with me so long that you haven't learned this yet? I mean, church, have you been with God so long that you've not learned that you can speak to this mountain? My God, we come into church so burdened down. You should come in here. I don't care what you're facing, jumping, shouting, ready to dance and scream and give him praise and glory because you know all you have to do is open your mouth to whatever it is that stands in front of you. Are you hearing me? Because that mountain may not realize just who you are yet, but when you open your mouth, it's about to know because it's going to have to move. That's what Jesus is saying. You and I have got to know what we possess. And even if you feel like you're less than, you need to know that he is more than. And if he is in you, greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. And so when you open your mouth, it's as if he is speaking. Mountain, be thou removed, and it will move. Hallelujah. I don't care how insecure you feel, how less than what people told you was wrong with you, and all the issues that you may have. You need to know what is in you is greater than what's going on around you. You, hallelujah and all you need to do is open your mouth and shout move and it will move hallelujah somebody's hearing me today glory to God yes amen glory to God it's a complicated problem anybody else ever had complicated problems you know what I mean the kind where your problem has a problem The kind where your circumstance has its own set of circumstances. You know, if you fix this, but there's doesn't matter what you do, there's another problem. It doesn't matter which way you go, you're going to meet a problem. No matter what circumstance and direction you may go, there's a problem that has a problem. Amen. This is kind of one of those situations. Amen. There was a problem that had a problem. Now, that problem was compounded. Then the daddy was frustrated. He was irritated because what he thought was an easy fix now is become another problem. Hallelujah. It wasn't as easy as he thought it would be. Glory to God. And so when Jesus comes down off the mountain, amen, Jesus healed, but nine disciples could not, nine of them, a whole team of deliverance, couldn't do what Jesus was able to do. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that I know Jesus. I'm so glad that I have access to him, amen, and that when I am in need, when I need him to touch me or heal me or deliver me or set me free or set someone free, I'm happy and thankful that I can just call on the name of Jesus. I, if I don't have my entourage, if I don't have my armor bearers and someone handed me a tic-tac and passing me a towel, all I've got to do is call on the name of Jesus, amen, and that devil has to flee. Anybody hearing me today? I know Jesus. Amen. Some of you need to introduce your mountain to Jesus. Some of you need to introduce the demons that you're sleeping with to Jesus. Oh, I felt that bounce back. Yeah, that's, you've heard me say the only reason some of you don't have victory is because you're sleeping with the devil. Oh, Jesus. I know that's a lot for Sunday morning church. That's more Sunday night kind of talk, right? <laughs> I mean, right? The only reason. Anyway. 
I'll, 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 I'll lighten it up. I know it's too much. Too much. I forgot we're not in Sunday night church. Hallelujah. That's true. You can get by with a whole lot more on Sunday night than you can on a Sunday morning. When what you tell people. Hallelujah. That's true. Hallelujah. That's why I miss Sunday nights. Glory, glory. Keep it real. Lay it out. Glory to God. <laughs> oh, Jesus. That's all right. Disciples, the two, there's two verses of Scripture. There's so much in there. The disciples come to Jesus. They say to him, they say, why could we not cast it out? Now there's, Jesus, tell me why I failed. How many of you ever ask God why you failed? You, you know what is really good is blaming everybody else when I fail. Amen. Isn't it easier? I, I mean... I know y'all are better Christians than me, uh, but, but I know I'm one of those. I, I, it's easier for me to blame you than it is for me to, to tell and understand what I did wrong. And so they came to Jesus and they said, Lord, why, 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 were, why did we fail? Why, why couldn't we cast it out? You and I need to sometimes take advantage of, of really figuring out why something is failing in life. And not assessing what is wrong with everyone else around you and I, but what might be wrong with us. In other words, they, they opened an opportunity and they said, Jesus, tell me what's wrong with us. Tell me what's wrong with me while I couldn't do what I know I should have been able to do. Hallelujah. Help me, God, to understand my failure. Help me to understand why, why this was supposed to work, but, but I, I wasn't expecting to fail. Sometimes you and I pray for things and we, and we end up failing and we weren't expecting it. Come on. Sometimes you and I pray for one thing and the outcome becomes different and we can get caught up in, on all of that. But one of the things that I've learned that we have to ask is, God, where did I go wrong? I did everything that your word commanded, but where did I go wrong? This is what the disciples said. Lord, help us to understand why we failed. Amen. Because how many of you know we are a people, we like to know why. We hate not knowing. How many of you have ever watched someone in a conversation and you feel like you're not in that conversation and then you start worrying it's about you? Once again, it must only be me. You see a few church people over there. And then after church, you walk clear around the church to avoid them because you thought you ain't going to talk about me. I'm sorry. Lord, help me, would you? I, I, I have an attitude problem. I have uh, all kinds of things going wrong, I guess. You know, we do these things, right? We're still a flesh, right? Hallelujah. I'm not always operating in the things of the Spirit. Sometimes I just, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Sometimes I just want to know what they're talking about. God, would you tell me what it was they were saying? God, I heard my name. God. Where's that gift of knowledge and words of wisdom? And where's, where's the gifts of your spirit operating in now? It's come you didn't give me revelation knowledge about that private conversation. <laughs> oh, God. 
Come on, haven't you ever prayed about, I've done that. Come on. <laughs> Spirit speak. <laughs> anyway. See, as long as I can blame everybody else and not take responsibility for why something didn't work for me when I'm trying to do the things of God, kind of absolves me of all responsibility. It makes me feel better about me. Oh, my. It helps me deal with the fact that I don't have to confront my issues as long as I'm telling you about yours. Oh, I know we don't ever do that. I, I know no husband and wife ever tell their spouse all about themselves. Only you'd never like to hear about you. Oh, boy. Some, some of y'all looking to the ground, looked away. I mean, you should. In college, I did a body language class, you know, learning how to read people's body language when they're talking to you. Boy, you got to. Mm, it is telling this morning, y'all. We can't laugh. You know, you're in church. The joy of the Lord is our strength. Somebody need to just let loose. Hallelujah. So as long as I am telling you about you and what's wrong with you and how this didn't work out because it's your fault, it absolves me of the responsibility of having to deal with me. Oh, in other words, it wasn't me at all. It, 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 I'm telling you, it's your fault. It's your fault. God didn't move because it's on you. Hallelujah. He didn't answer your prayer because it's you. Maybe it's your attitude. Maybe if you would do this, maybe if you do that, I'd act different. See, again, it absolves me. I, I need you to act different so that I can get back together. Shut your mouth. God's saying you need to know who you are. That's what Jesus told him. He said, don't you know? He said, don't you know if you have only the grain of a mustard seed? In other words, God's saying you have enough within you to bring about the change that you need to have all on your own. In other words, your wife, your spouse, your children don't need to do anything different. You've got a grain in you. That's all you need to speak to the mountain. Amen? You are, you are more than enough. Hallelujah. I'm packing, remember? I've got, a, a, I've got a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. Next time your spouse tells, starts reading your mail, oh, this is good. Next time your child tries to tell you all about yourself, because you know children like to tell their parents they think they know more than mom and dad. And we, I've done that too. Next time you need to look at them and say, I've got a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. Because I'm fixing the same mountain, get out of my way. Are you hearing me? All you need is a mustard seed. God help your spouse if you have more than a mustard seed. If you got a cup full, you're going to blow them up. That, that's, that's good theology right there. I'm, I'm not telling you something. He said if you have a, a, just a grain of a mustard seed, he said you can speak to the mountain. So what if I got more than a grain? Oh. I mean, I can shatter that thing. I mean, everything that stands in my way. Are you hearing me? That's why you and I need to understand the word even when he teaches where two or three are gathered in my name. There I'm in your midst. You can ask anything in my name. He's saying, hey, it is not impossible. I will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ever think or ask according to the power that worketh in you. What is in you? 
Do you have a grain? Do you have a cup? Do you have a five-gallon bucket? What are, you, are you saturated with mustard seeds? Are you hearing me? That's why I, I can speak to anything. That's why when the Bible says you can call those things that are not as though they were, my God, because I know what it is I'm packing. I know in the God of which I serve. Amen. I know who he is. I know who is living on the inside of me. I know that when I speak, I speak in alignment with his word. I don't ask anything that he didn't tell me in his word that I can't have. See, all quiet because you're thinking I'm losing my mind. No, Jesus said, if you have just a green, you can speak to the mountain. Some of y'all need to take a walk to the bottom of the summit mountain. Amen. Thank you, sister. You're with me. You're hearing me. Some of you need to take a, a walk. You need to set your checkbook out. Have a grain of a mustard seed and you need to speak to that thing. But don't waste time like the disciples did if you don't even have a grain. You're just looking foolish. And then you're going to turn around and blame God, blame me, blame the church, blame everybody else. But it's you. You don't have a mustard seed. You don't have enough faith in you to make a gnat fall out of the sky, let alone move a mountain. Hallelujah. Are you hearing me? We've got people that are serving God, worshiping God, been in church, and they don't know how to have faith to pray a gnat to fall out of the sky. You are swatting a pesky fly and trying to find your flight water. My God, speak to that thing. Are you hearing me? I'm no dummy. That may sound ridiculous to you, but I know in whom that I am. When I am dealing with a problem, when dealing with a circumstance, I will speak to that thing because Jesus said, if you have faith just the size of a mustard seed, you can say, mountain, get out of my way. Some of you need to learn how to get on your feet and declare unto every devil and to every mountain and everything that seems to intimidate you and stop you and keep you where you are. Mountain, get out of my way. Somebody should say that right now. Oh, I mean with a little bit more faith. Somebody online needs to start typing that out. Mountain, get out of my way. Mountain, get out of my way. Amen. Because I'm packing and I'm not afraid to use it. Amen. Glory to God. You might not see my clock. You might not see any of those things. You, you wouldn't because, you know. It'd be bigger than I am, but, but I'm telling you, I've got weapons of mass destruction and it's fate the size of a mustard seed. Oh, how, they may not have found them in Iraq. It's because I got them. Are you hearing me? Yeah. The president may have lied or got bad intel. Oh, come on, somebody. They, 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 their intel was bad. You and I are packing. Are you hearing me? You and I've got them buried. That's why what's going on inside of me is bigger than what's going on around me because I've got them hidden. But when I am up against a mountain, my weapons of mass destruction, I will bring them out, baby. I will shatter that thing that stands in front of me. Anybody hearing me? Oh, God. Oh, hallelujah. That's good right there. I possess a weapon of mass destruction and I'm not afraid to use it. Even when I hold it up, you can, you can barely see my weapon. You can barely see my whammo. Oh, my God. But I'm telling you, when I activate that thing, it will move a mountain. And if I have more than one grain, imagine the things that you and I can do. See, I speak faith to you. All the time, all the time. I had a pastor sit across the desk from me yesterday and he marveled it. I gave him all kind of teaching so he can start teaching his church and leadership and stuff. He needed it and I gave him, he's like, man, this is, why aren't you publishing this? I said, Cause. 
He said, you aren't going to charge me? I said, no. I said, why am I going to charge you for revelation he gave me? I said, no, you can have it. You can have it for free. He gave it. He said, man, this is, he said, I hope people realize what it is you're, you pour into them when you pour into it. Blah, 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 blah. I said, that's because I, I know in whom I am and I know in whom the God I serve. He went on to look at the discipleship material. He said, man, this is like something I've never seen. He said, thorough. Blah, blah, blah. And I said, yeah, you know why? Because when they're done with discipleship class, in order for them to get activated in the kingdom of God, when they're done with that class, they're going to know my heart, which my heart is the heart after God. And so, so in turn, they're getting to know God's heart and that they know how to step right in there and how we operate all of those things what am i saying it's all derived from a place of faith helping you to understand what is in you is bigger than what's going on around you from the first moment somebody gets saved we start pouring faith into them and maybe we start letting them know they are packing a weapon of mass destruction i, I i've got them I've got them. Amen. So I'm not going to lose sleep. I'm not going to cry. I'm not going to weary, be weary and all those things. All I've got to do is unleash my weapons. Hallelujah. Some of you need to realize who it is that you are. You are bad all by yourself. We need to, we need to just re rearrange your mind. The Bible says it is with the mind that you and I serve the Lord. You need to have your mind renewed in the name of Jesus to believe that you are that that bad, that you are that big, that you are you you are that that bodacious all by yourself, that you you are able to handle the, all the things that are up against you right now. But because of what is in you, that grain of a mustard seed, I just need you to stir up. I just need you to find just a grain, and if you do, you can speak to this mountain. Mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Amen. Hallelujah. Are you still with me? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm never going to get to get through this word. Can you believe this? Hallelujah. Faith, just the size of a mustard seed. Just the size of a mustard seed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Notice the Bible says that when Jesus showed up, the crowd left. Mm. The crowd left. I know there's a lot of people that are only interested in when there is a crowd. You know what I'm talking about? Some people are only looking for the stage. Oh, I know. It's everybody else at home. It's never us. Notice what happens here. Jesus shows up. The crowd leaves because this is a moment where, when school begins. In other words, you and I need to pay close attention to the private moments. It's not just what God does in this place corporately. It is what he is speaking to you and telling to you when you are in a private moment driving home or when you're in your home or when you are calling out and praying to God on your own. That's the moments where you need to cheer. Jesus begins to teach him right here. He says, well, here's why you failed. Because you lacked the faith, even the size of a mustard seed. He said, you lacked that amount of faith. You, you forgot what was deposited within you you forgot all the things that, that i that i taught you of who you are amen and so you and i need to value the times when not just when we are here together corporately not not just here together when we are worshiping and praising god and hearing the word corporately but we need to value and appreciate the times when we are alone just he and you just just the two of you uh, all in a room and he's speaking something to you and revealing something to you thank you jesus hallelujah Hallelujah. And you and I need to be able to look at our failures and realize and start appreciating your failures. I've learned a lot more from my failures than I ever did my successes. It's never fun to fail. 
It's never fun to fail, but I've learned so much more uh, from my failures than I ever did the things that I did right. Hallelujah. Uh, amen. My, my little grandson's going to be walking before you know it. Amen. And he'll learn so much more by falling than he ever will by me trying to pick him up and carry him. Hallelujah. The same way in which you and I learn. We learn so much by failing and falling at times. Amen. Because wisdom comes. Somebody said to me, you got wisdom beyond your years. Yeah, because I made a whole lot of stupid, dumb mistakes. Amen. I was young and dumb, I'm telling you. And I did whatever I wanted, when I wanted, how I wanted to do. It didn't matter what somebody told me. It didn't matter how many warnings I got, warnings I got from God. I know, once again, I'm probably the only one in the house that was ever acted like that. And I'm telling you, because of all my stupid mistakes, it gave me wisdom. Wisdom now that I can put to use and I can see a mistake coming a mile away. I can see a broke down bad decision before someone ever even makes it. I can see a bad financial move before it's ever made. Come on, somebody. Somebody wanted to buy a car and they said, oh, what do you think? What do you think? Cause out of my funny, I said, I think you're a moron if you do it. So that's, I said, you ask for my advice, I'll tell you. He said, well, you don't think? I said, no. I said, this is the wrong time right now to do that, and that's not a good deal, and here's why. He said, well, you need to go with, I said, me going with you ain't going to change what they're offering. I'm telling you, it's a dumb move. Don't do it. Oh, hallelujah. They bought the car. First payment came, $789 a month. Texans said, I think maybe you were right. I said, think? And I said, why is that? And I said, well, he said, he said can, what do you think I can trade it in? I said, yeah, you can. But I said, you just lost seven grand, I bet. Guess what? They went to try to trade it and get rid of it. They said, no, you lost eight grand. They were stuck. Bad decision and it broke down. It was everybody else's fault. For their, it was even mine. You should have stopped me. Because that's my job. Keep church people from buying cars you can't afford. God Almighty. Are you hearing me? Come on. That's what pastoring's all about. See, some of y'all think it's Sunday morning. No, no, no. It's trying to talk people out of buying stuff they can't afford. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some, the only way they learn is to let them fail. Let me tell you, they'll never make that mistake again. I said, you're going to keep that car. You're going to run that car till the wheels fall off, till the, till the doors rust through, and you can be Mr. and Mrs. Flintstone. Then you can trade that car in, and then you won't be upside down like you are right now. Are you hearing me? I said, that's the only way out of this. Sometimes you've got to know how you failed to, know how, to make sure you never do it again. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister, will you turn that on for me? Can we continue faith next week? Because we're believing God for things that are bigger than some of you have ever seen. Our church is believing for things that collectively we put everything we've seen God do together. Collectively, we probably have not seen Him give so much. Okay. When God gave us that elementary school, it shocked most of the church. God gave us the properties behind us. It, we had a lady come drop off donations this week. and She said, well, she said, what do you own? Two churches now. I said, in Uniontown too. 
I said, collectively, over a couple states, I think we own seven or eight. What do you need two churches for? Well, I said, because the work of the ministry doesn't fit in just one church. We got more going on than what will fit in the space that we have. So we're believing God for more. Mm, my God. Jesus told those disciples, if you have the faith the size of a mustard seed, if you have just that minute amount, think about that, that a minute amount, a mustard seed, if I held it between my fingers, you would, wouldn't even be able to see it. It's how small. I want you to think about this. mustard seed will grow this is why Jesus said you need to have faith the size of a mustard seed because he said if you have just a mustard seed that one seed can produce a whole field more of mustard seeds so he said you only need one oh some of you are about to get your mind blown he said you only need one that's why you are packing a weapon of mass destruction he said, you don't need one seed to make a mountain. That mountain is, is dead. That mountain is moving and it won't grow any bigger. He said, but your one seed, it can produce one whole field. And that field can produce another field. Is somebody hearing what I'm saying? That it is living, moving, and growing. My faith. That's why I can, my, my one seed can speak to a mountain. That's why what we are speaking to over this city, over our county, and over this nation right now. I know there are people protesting Independence Day today and tomorrow and all of that because they're going to stand against our name, but they can think what they want, do what they want. I'm going to stand up against that and everything else with a mustard seed. Things look bleak and look miserable and gas prices are high. My God, the grocery bill, Lord Jesus, I'm going to have to go on a fast just to afford to eat. That's no joke. I mean, some of us, I'm just saying, Jesus, help me fast five days a week. I'm being funny, y'all. The truth of the matter is, where's your mustard seed? I waltzed myself into giant eagle. <laughs> I said, God, somewhere in here. There's got to be a mustard seed. I mean, up oh, my keys, but there's a mustard seed. I walked through that produce aisle, and I knew. I was walking through the produce aisle, picking up some produce, and that's when he said, if you have just one seed, it can produce all of this. Starts speaking to me right in the produce aisle. Tears start streaming down my face. Because I remember that I serve a God that is more than enough. And if I have just one seed, he said, Adam, that, that one pepper came from a seed. All those peppers came from one seed. That cabbage and that lettuce there. 
all the things that you're about to possess and purchase and buy. He said, it came from a seed. He said, do you, do you have your seed? He said, because if you have your seed, it is living and growing and multiplying. Come on, somebody needs to hear. It is living, growing. Your, your seed right now, your faith is living, growing and multiplying. And we are in times that, that, that we, you need to understand what it is that you are packing. That your seed is living, growing and packing, but your mountain is not. Your mountain isn't moving. It can't get any bigger or somebody needs to hear me. Your, your, your seed can get bigger. Your faith can get bigger. How much you packing? How much do you have? How much are you possessing? And if you have just one seed, he said you can speak to a mountain, but if you've got more than a seed, you're gonna blow that sucker up. Are you hearing me? That's why some of you, you're not moving and you're not making decisions and you were hindered because of a mountain. That's because nobody told you who you are. The church has been afraid to tell people who they are because that's how we control them. Religion likes to control people. And as long as we can keep you small and there, then, then the preacher's bigger than you. Shame on you, retire. I am not afraid of people being in chairs and pews and who follow us and who attend to or who are bigger and have bigger dreams and who will do more and who are able to speak to bigger mountains than I am. I'm not intimidated about that because I know that I serve the same God they do. Maybe they've just tapped into something more than I have so far. But I do know that if I speak to that mountain, I can get what they have. Are you hearing me? So I'm not going to get jealous. I'm not going to get envious. I'm not going to get worried about what Sister Susie is getting that I am not. Are you hearing me? I've got a seed and I'm not afraid to use it. I've got a weapon of a mass destruction and I'm not afraid to use it. Some of you in this place need to be able to declare and decree to your mountain. And understand. That it might be small. And it might be insignificant in your eyes. Some people even think that I'm small and I'm insignificant. They might think that about you. But he's God that takes when it looks like a little. And he turns it into much. What did he do with the little, with, with, with the woman with the handful of meal? What did he do when the prophet came and he said, but, but what do you have in the house? And she said, I have just a little bit. See, some of you have been waiting on God to release it all or move the mountain. And God says, no. I just need you to have faith the size of a mustard seed. Step out and speak to the mountain. And if you'll speak to the mountain, I'll, I'll show you who I am. I'll show you that the God in you is bigger than what's going on around you. He'll show you that God can take what looks like little and make it much. With a weapon of mass destruction that you and I are possessing right now. That we've not activated. So I don't care whether it's your finances or your marriage or your kids or it's your grocery bill. Or the gas pump. If you've got to go get yourself... If you've got to spend the 4 or $5 and buy some mustard seed, 
I was going to stop on my way here and forgot. And you got to put a little mustard seed just in a little container in your pocket. And everywhere you go and you need your faith stirred. Just pull that mustard seed out. Remember that you're possessing a weapon of mass destruction. That all you got to do is speak. That's all he said. He said, if you just have that kind of faith, just this size faith, speak to it. Notice he said, don't pray to me. Don't ask me. Don't, notice Jesus said, don't, don't, don't pray. Say. Speak to it call those things that are not as they were some of you this morning you're going to start speaking to a mountain you've been waiting on it to move and God says no I've already given you 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 possess the faith you possess the ability my name is already in your mouth you've been given all the authority that you need right now to speak stand to your feet in this place stand right now There's more revelation to this word I'll get to. Mountains are about to move. Obstacles are going to be flipped. He's about to unleash ridiculous blessing. If you have faith, the size of a mustard seed. So for every person in this place, we're going to do this together and we're going to do it very quickly and we'll let you get about your 4th of July picnics, but I want you to be able to go into them and not be intimidated by what's standing in front of you. But for every person that says there's been something standing in front of me, it's a mountain, or I'm intimidated by it, or I prayed and there isn't breakthrough yet, or I prayed and I haven't got the answer, and you've got a mountain, but you say, I've got a mountain, but pastor, I've also got a seed. Come and stand. We're going to say this together. We're going to watch our mountains move together. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, come quickly, come quickly. Hallelujah. I've got a mountain, but pastor, I've also got a seed. I've got a weapon of mass destruction. And I'm not afraid. I, may, I maybe was afraid to use it, but I'm not afraid now. I'm not afraid now. I, I, I'm not going to be in fear now. I'm not going to be in fear anymore. I, I'm not going to be afraid of this mountain. I'm not going to be afraid of what stands in front of me. I'm not going to be afraid of opposition and people that stand in opposition to me. <laughs> I want you to just focus right now on what I'm saying to you. The anointing of God is on this moment. I was going to close and have us just shouting and dancing. 
It is as if he has kissed this moment. Just as you stepped up here to the front of the church, this is what I could see in the spirit, almost like Heavenly Father leaned down from the heavens and kissed you on the forehead. Like a father when they're proud of their son or their daughter. You know, when they just played a good game, or they sang and you were proud of them and you lean over and you just right on their forehead. Heavenly Father's kissing this moment for you because he says, you got it. You got I'm proud of you because you're seeing what I needed you to see. You're, you're realizing what is in you. You're realizing that you've got all you need. You, you don't need it in the bank. You've got me. You don't need more friends and more connections. You've got me. Oh, my God. You don't need another car. You've got me. Oh, my God. You've got me. You've got me. You don't need for everything to be right. All you need to do right now is speak. Why? Because you're, you're a son of the Most High God. You are finding out right now who you are. And that when you speak, you have authority. In just a moment, we're going to declare mountain move. That's all I'm going to have you say with me is mountain move and when we declare that I want you to be able to declare it with as much faith and belief that you can pull up out of the inside of yourself and just before I have you declare that and decree it because the Bible says decree a thing and it shall be established I'm going to pray over you. And then we're going to decree mountain move. Father, right now. Kiss each person with your presence. That God, that you would stir up in them the faith and the audacity the tenacity God to speak to their mountain to speak what stands in front of them what, what is hindering them from seeing their future from believing you for it Father I bind every hindrance I bind doubt and unbelief in this moment I bind every devil that is whispering in the ear of God, your people. Shut your mouth, devil. Shut your mouth. Get thee behind us. Get out of our marriages and our homes and our families and our finances. Get out of our churches and our communities and our nation. We're coming into a revelation and an understanding of who we are and whose we are, and we're taking back everything that you've stolen from us. 
We're taking back possession of it. And, and, what you, and what you will not give back, we will take it by force according to the word. I'm coming to get it, devil. And so I, I serve notice to you, devil. I serve an eviction notice over my home. I serve an eviction notice over my children. I serve an eviction notice over my finances. I serve an eviction notice, devil, over Uniontown, over Fayette County, over the state of Pennsylvania, over the, 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 this nation in the name of Jesus, devil. You have no authority and you have no place but that everywhere everywhere our feet trod and everywhere our, 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 our voice speaks to is ours <laughs> it's ours because I'm packing devil and you made me forget that I had a seed I might not have a wallet full of cash and I might not have a bank that's overflowing but what I do have is multiplying in my pocket. What I do have is multiplying when I speak. So right now in the name of Jesus, we declare and we decree in this place and every mountain that we face, say this with me now church, mountain move. Come on, I want you to say it again, mountain move. And one more time, mountain move in the name of Jesus. Now give God a hand clap of praise in this place. I've got a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. I've got a mustard seed and I'm not afraid to use it. Today, as you get ready to leave this place and when you give and people give online, I know it's a time where almost you, you want to not give. But when you give today, if you've already given or when you pass by and you give along, I want you to declare that. I got a mustard seed and I'm not a, you might be giving little. But I'm telling you, it's a mustard seed and you're not afraid to use it. God bless you. Happy Independence. We love you. God bless you. Take the word with you. Let it bless you and multiply in your life in the name of Jesus.